You know, the scripture says, where two or more are gathered, there he is in our midst. And then when you get, when you get in a moment like that of unity and, and you let God be God, just keep playing there a second, Josh. And you just let God do what he wants to do. How many of you know that he knows more than we do? He can move in ways we can't move. He can intervene in ways that, that, that we can't. And so, you know, this part of that song there said, will you meet me here again? And the, and the answer to that question is, yes, he's here. And where two or more are gathered. So right there where you're at, just, you can be seated. Lift your hands to heaven this morning. Father, you said that where two or more are gathered, there you are. And Lord, we receive you today. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We know you will meet us here. We know, Father God, that you're flowing right now. We ask you today, Father God, to minister to hearts, minister to marriages, minister, Father God, to those who need life today. We declare today, Father, that you're helping people find purpose. You're helping people find who they are. We break every chain. We declare today every chain broken, Father God, every iniquity broken, every curse broken. Things that we battled and couldn't beat on our own, we declare today that who the sun sets free is free indeed. So Father, we glorify you that, in that today. And we say, have your way. We say, move how you wanna move. And we thank you today, Father God, that you're the high priest of good things to come. And Father, there are those here today, Father, for a specific word, specific moment. And we just thank you today, Father, that your anointing is here to heal, to deliver, to change, to do the things that the world could not give us. And we just receive that today in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to jump this morning right into part two or part three, actually, of finding your life. And, you know, last week, Pastor Walt talked about worshiping from the heart, that worship isn't, you know, it's not a performance. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's who we are. And, you know, two weeks ago, we started a series or launched into the series called Finding Your Life or finding your, which is your purpose. And, and one of the things that our heart is in this is not just to teach another generic message, right? It's, it's to help you move towards the things that God's called you to do, uh, to help, help you see things that you've never seen before. You know, you're only one, I, I've discovered this in life, you're only one moment or one relationship or one idea or one connection away from the next aspect of your life, for the next thing that God has for you. You know, the scripture says, in Ecclesiastes, I, I, I love the way that this says this, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it uh, in many days. Give a, give a serving to seven and also to eight, for you, don't, you do not know what evil will be on the earth. And I find that interesting. You know, the word seven in the scripture means completion. And, and it's bringing it to a point of completion. And so he says, give a portion to seven and also to eight. And, you know, eight means new beginnings where the scripture's concerned. And so what happens a lot of times in our lives is we set out on a journey, but many times because of distractions, because of, you know, things that come at us, because of attacks or whatever, whatever life situation has, we stop in between the start and the seven. That's not what he said. He said, give a portion to seven, which means, church, that God wants you to complete the things that you start. And so in this journey, we can't get to new beginnings. And, and many times I think we struggle in that concept of why, you know, why aren't things turning around? Why do I feel the same way in my life or have the same relationship or the same results that I did five years ago or 10 years ago? Listen to me. God has something new for you today. 
But in order to do that, the scripture says that when we're faithful in the least, that God will make us rulers over much. And so we've got to get to that, give a portion to seven, which means that we complete the things that God set out for us. We, we complete, and so we're not always looking for the new thing. While we're totally focused in on what God's asking you to do today in your life and in your purpose, and when that comes to completion, then well, God will start the eight. God will start the new beginning. And uh, it's important. So God's called us to be finishers. You know, a lot of people, you know, they have the mindset. Well, and you hear people say things like, you know, I have half a mind to do this. Well, if you have a half a mind to do this, that means that you're not going to finish the journey. And so we don't want a half a mind. Come on, church. We want to have the full mind. The scripture says that we have the full mind of Christ. And, and so we're not, we're not just jumping out to try something new. We're in an adventure of learning. Being a believer means that you continue to learn. You continue to stretch yourself. You continue you know, to want to crave uh, something new that's different than you've experienced before. And you want to do new things. Now, that, does, that doesn't mean that you create it in your mind. And you've know, you got to be careful in certain arenas in that. But follow out with faithfulness what God's asking you to do. Listen to me. And the good news is the promise says that you will not only get to seven, but the eight will come also. Give a portion to eight, which means new beginnings in your life. And for some of you that walked in these doors today, that's real good news for you today. God wants you to have those new beginnings, right? And so uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, uh, uh, Wayne talked about last week that we're his masterpiece. And, and, and I love the way it phrases there, we're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He didn't say everybody would. So there's the permissible will of God, there's the perfect will of God. We want to be in the perfect will of God. And so if we were created to do it, listen, let's not just stay in the point, well, I should have done this. I should have gave more. I should have walked in love. I should have been a friend that, you know, to other people. I should, we, you know, if you're not careful, I remember we had a, uh, some of you, if you went to Lincoln, anybody go to Lincoln back in the 80s and 90s? Coach Hall, y'all remember Coach Hall? And Coach Hall always talked about the, you know, don't, don't get to a point in life where you, where you become the should-be people. I should have done this. I should have gave. I should have went to church. I should have loved my wife. I should have, I should have went to practice. I should have showed up for work. Come on. You know, and, and if, if you're not careful, you'll look back and, 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 and we'll live in these scenarios of grit. So he's living in a place, or teaching us a place here that we can walk in them. We can walk in the fullness of God. We can walk in those who have his, have his expression. And so last, a uh, couple of weeks ago, we talked about two things. Number one, your life is not your own. And you settle that fact. When you died, you died with, when you gave your life to Jesus, you died with Christ. We celebrated baptisms over here a few minutes ago. Let's give those guys a hand. I, what a big moment that... And we're honored to be a part of that moment in your life. What baptism represents, it's a funeral. It represents that, hey, I'm going under this water one way, but I'm coming up a different person. I'm coming up filled with the power of God. I'm coming up as a new man. My, the old things are behind me. Everything that I have in life is ahead of me. I'm moving forward. Come on, celebrating the life that Jesus came to give me. And so baptism is a powerful thing, but our life is no longer your own. If you got baptized today, you know, you've given your life to Jesus. Come on, you're saying, God, I'm in your hands. I'll do what you want to do. I'm not going to do it my way anymore. I'm not going to manipulate anymore. I'm not going to just, you know, try to, try to make things the way that I want them to be. I want to follow your will in my life. And so we talked about that. And then we talked about to settle the conversations within yourself. 
And many of the, the battles in life are not with your wife. It's not with the Holy Spirit. It's not necessarily with the enemy because we, we defeated the enemy. Come on, Jesus did that. Many times our battle in life is the conversation within ourselves. And we get to that point. That's why I love the scripture. We read it about the lady with the issue of blood. And she said to herself, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. And she carried that same issue for over 12 years. Think about that. But she said to herself, if only I could touch the hem of his garment. And then she did. Come on. And her faith healed her. And so God wants to heal you today, but we've got to settle the conversations with ourselves. And then number three is we're walking this out to find our life. And I want you to get a hold of this this morning. We've got to decide in life who we're going to hang out with. We've got to decide in life who we're going to hang out with. And we in church, we call that community, right? We call that, and, and don't get lost on some cheesy Christianese type thing with me this morning. You've got to decide who you're going to hang out with in life because who you hang out with determines where you're headed. The scripture says that bad company corrupts good morals. Now listen to me. I know people in the church sometimes are bad company. Believe me, it's a balanced thing. And so you got to get, you got to get a hold of this because we get religious and all of a sudden in our religion, we start thinking, hey, we're the right company. And if we're not careful, our legalism will talk people out of wanting to follow Jesus. So can I, can I be real with you this morning? And so in this concept, bad company corrupts good, good morals. What is bad company? It's those who want to talk you out of doing what God's called you to do. Uh, a bad company would be those who, 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 who you know, want to go halfway with God. They, they, they're not finishers. Come on. They, wanna get to, they don't want to necessarily get to seven. They're okay with settling for the mediocre. They're settling for the halfway. Aren't you glad that God hasn't called us to go halfway, that we're all in? And, and, and because we're all in, we have the potential to go where he wants us to go. Amen? And so we've got to decide who we're going to hang out with in community. Now, a couple of things here I want you to get this morning, that God created unity to get people going in the same direction. Now, now here's, where, here's where we gotta get into this. Unity does not mean sameness. Unity does not mean sameness because sameness says, hey, you know, I remember back in, 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 in the 80s and 90s, sameness would be we all wore suits. And that was the thing, hey, and, and just stay with me a minute. We, you know, so sameness and unity are two different things. What sameness does is says, hey, I want you to be like me. I want you to talk like me. I want to clone you into something that, that's really not authentic to you, but I want to make you into something that you're really not comfortable being. But if we're going to, have, we're going to live this life of God, then you should act like me, talk like me, walk like me, have, lift the hands just the way that I do. Listen to me. That's not the way that God intended for it to be. Look at the, you look at the disciples. You had tax collectors. You had fishermen. I mean, there's a lot of stories if you just dig into their lives. Jesus got them going in the same direction. He wasn't trying to make them all act the same. You know, I have friends, you know, in a different, I think about different relationships in my life that I have that make me better. And 98% of those relationships are people that are not like me. If we had a bunch of me's running around in the world, we'd be in trouble. Come on, somebody, you know, think about it. You, you ever get tired? I'm one of those guys that get tired of myself. But, you know, I look at, I just, there comes a certain time of day. I'm like, man, I'm tired of hearing you talk. I, I need to, I need to just chill out. And so if we, if we just want to create a bunch of us, a bunch of the same thing, clone. We just we call it. You know, we got to be careful because we turn into clones if we're not careful, and we and we just get into this rhythm that if I lift my hands this way, hopefully God will move. If I if I can get somebody to change the way they dress or whatever, then then I, I think about the '90s when it became cool when everybody started wearing the same outfit and rolling their sleeves up. You remember those days? Come on, some of you didn't go to church then. That's okay. Come on. 
And so, you know, you get in different rhythms. All of a sudden, this is the way the church is going. This is the way we're going. And then now, you need to wear anything you want to wear. It's cool, right? Now, now sameness is not the same. But I think about relationships that make me better. You know, I, I think about the time I, I've spent in life. With, you know, when I, when I came back to the Life Church, the guy that who I, I get, became one of the closest to was Lane Landers. Now, me and Lane, listen, I'm up here in boots today. Come on. Lane and I are two completely different people, two different completely thoughts, but God, God brought us into each other's life because we challenge one another. And the, and the areas where he's not soft in, I'm soft in. The areas he's soft in, I'm hard in. And so we bring a balance to each other's lives. And so, you know, when I came back, I thought, I don't know, I don't know, you know where I'm going to fit in this deal, but I found in certain relationships there was strength in that, 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 that actually, to, to, uh, you know, you combine those two things together, the strengths of two people, and there, there's community that takes place. So community isn't saying, hey, let's all act the same, talk the same, do the same, you know, let, let, let's create this same, let's just create the same because you want to know what happens in sameness is you end up camping out in one area for the rest of your life. And we stay in this, this one arena and, 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 and then we get bored with it. You know what I'm talking about? Listen, God is an adventure. It's a new thing every day. It's a new opportunity every day. It's something, you know, different connections, different people. Listen, it, it, it's powerful, but he didn't create us. Listen, he created us to go in the same direction, but let's not confuse that with sameness. And so if you go to a home group, don't go, you know, don't go to the home group and, and, and thinking, hey, I've got to be like everybody else in this group. You be you. You get in the community and you bring what you bring to the table. You get into community and you express the way that you express. Listen, God saves our soul, but he gave us our personalities. And so, so we can't help that. Listen, some people are loud. Some people are quiet. Some people smell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you showered this morning. Come on. But unity, unity is not sameness. Uh, you know, well, they ought to be offended because I'm offended. They ought, to talk, they ought to be upset about this because I'm upset. Listen, you just got inward issues you need to be healed from. Your goal in life when you got saved was to make Jesus the light of your life, wasn't to make you the light. You walk in the light in representation of Jesus. Come on, somebody. But in sameness, in sameness, it's like, hey, I know more than you, you know. And then can I say one more thing as we get into this? And then in sameness, we like to use the God card. Well, God told me. Did he? Did he tell you? God, God told me. When you say God told me, church, you're ending all discussion. God told me this is the future. God told me this is the next move. God told me this is, is you got to be real careful with that. Now, does God tell us things? Sure he does. There's a Bible full of what he wants to tell you for your life, right? There's a Holy Spirit that guides you into all truth, but that truth is based on that word right there. And so you got to be careful in that you'll get locked in. Sameness wants to say, hey, God told me. And then what happens is righteous indignation comes into play. And then because of sameness, half the people don't want to come back to church because they're like, man, they say they love Jesus, but they're angry, they're tired, they're bitter, they're hard to get along with. They want me to be like them. Listen to me. I'm going to eat enchiladas all day, but I'm not eating menudo. Come on, because that's not me. Come on, I, 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 can I get into this this morning? Last time I, I got into this, somebody said, what's your problem with menudo? Listen to it. I don't like it. That's what's wrong. But I do like enchiladas. Come on, I like frijoles. I like all, I, I, there's a whole portion of that I like. But I don't like menudo. Does that make, mean we can't have relationship? You know, you may, I, I, I like to have biscuits and gravy and put a little mustard in it. Some of you may not like that. Oh, me, oh, what are you thinking? 
And so in the process of that, that doesn't make us, that don't make us, it makes us different. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean we can't be going in the same direction. Are you with me here this morning? And so, 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 you know, and when we're deciding, I got to decide, do I want to be in sameness or do I want to be in unity? Because unity brings glory to God. Sameness says you got to be like me. And if we're all trying to be like each other, listen, Jack, we're in trouble. Come on. And I think we've proven that as a society over time. People say, well, I don't want to go to church. They all act the same, talk the same, say hallelujah at the same time, do this at the same time. Listen to me. You have an expression in your life that God created beforehand that you should walk in. He made you you. He gave you the ability to be you. He put things in you to stir you up to good works. And so listen, the only thing beforehand is you lived your life being bound in sin. Listen to me. Now you have the same expression that's saved, filled with the Holy Spirit spirit so that when you walk it out now it brings glory to God and your family changes your neighbor changes your city changes but sameness locks us into this thing I don't care if you lift your hands or not I'll be honest you know if you want to lift your hands lift your hands you want to kneel kneel you want to punch your neighbor no don't do that unless God told me no I'm just I'm just kidding but let's get out of that rhythm where we, you know, we, we get this spiritual arrogance sometimes that says we got it all figured out. You know what God's looking for, church? He's looking for people to say, hey, I realize I'm messed up. I got some issues in my life. There's things I've tried to beat. I can't do it on my own. I've tried. I've put on the performance. I've clapped at the right time. I've prayed at the right time. I've shouted at the right time. I've sang at the right time. But God, I'm laying all that down at your feet. And I ask you because of your presence, I ask you to change me from the inside out. I ask you to move me, to mold me, to change, to, to break away the chains. Come on, the chains will fall. To break away the things that, that the enemy has a hold of. I, you know, and, and get into a place where we're just being real with Jesus. How many of you ever experienced some pain in your life? Sameness didn't break that pain. Jesus broke that pain. And if your pain isn't healed, listen church, Jesus wants to break that pain today. Are you with me? And so God created unity to get us going in the, right, in the right way. Listen, you need people in your life who help you get to the finish line. You need some people, and that doesn't mean they all talk like you. The best thing you could do is to get around people who are different. I, I mean, we went on a hunting trip a, a couple of months ago, and I got the opportunity to go with Pastor and, and Wayne and, and John and several different other people, and we all are, you know, we're all different. We all have the ways we do things, and uh, I got to be that lucky guy that shot a deer and he didn't fall. You know what I'm talking about? And so you know, we're in the hunt of a lifetime, biggest deer I've ever shot anyway. Uh, you know, put it right on it. Anyway, this deer was tough as leather. I mean, and anyway, so we get over there, John and I get over there and we find blood and the blood's there and, and, and it look. I mean, there's a big pile of blood. This is a true story. I'm not exaggerating. Listen, I'm not an evangelist. I'm a pastor, okay? And so... We're looking at this blood thinking, hey, this deer's got to be somewhere near the, 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 in the vicinity. And so we start, tra- we start following the blood. And, and we follow this trail, and we're looking, and the deer's nowhere to be found. And we, we're, 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 we're all over the place, and it became bigger work than just we could handle our own. So we had to call in some help. And so Pastor Walt came over, and Wayne came over, and, and, and the guides came over. And before long... My, my hunt turned into what most people would consider one of the most embarrassing moments of your life when you have to call eight people to come find your deer. In West Texas, that's not a win. Listen to me. But thank God for Jesus and the mercy and the blood, right? And so in this process, we had to call in the people to help us get to the finish line. 
we had to call in the troops and those that had more strength and those that, that, you know, that had the ability. So we're following this path and this blood. We finally got to a place that said, hey, let's go take a break. Maybe the deer will fall and we'll find him here in a little bit. And so we go eat breakfast and we, we come out and a couple of us start walking through this valley. This deer went over two miles. And we, so we put a trap at the end. We had a couple of guys at the end of the, the road way down the way. And listen to me, uh, uh, we had a dog too. This dog was amazing. And he, he kept chasing this deer that wouldn't die. I mean, it was unbelievable. And so by the end of it, they finally spot the deer. And the deer is still on the run hours later. And so it took two other, one guy starts shooting, one guy's chasing. I mean, we look like, we look like the Clampets. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> And so we got it going on, but listen to me, we, we finally find and track down, the deer's down, everything is good, turned in, listen to me, when I tell the story now outside of church, I'm like, hey, look at this picture of this deer I shot. But the reality is, listen, I had to bring in people, we had to bring in people who were stronger and connect with us, listen, so we could get the job done. That's what I'm talking about in relationship. You need some people in your life that will get you to the finish line. And listen to me, church, can I, can I warn you, if you get saved this week don't, and your friends are drug dealers, don't run back to your friends. You're not strong enough yet to go change those people. You need to go through a little process and bring some people in together. Sometimes you can do more in pray, prayer. Come on. I don't know why I'm saying that this morning, but that's just in me. Sometimes you can do more in prayer than you can trying to be the hero. Listen to me. There's strength. That's why we have groups. That's why we have fellowships. That's why we have men's groups and connect groups and men's groups and women's group. It's not to bring you together. So if you, let me, let me say this to you. If you've been avoiding going to a group because you think we're going to try to make you the same as everybody else, you have my word that is not our heart or our purpose. Our purpose is to connect you to the will of God. Our purpose is to connect you in right places. Our group leaders are not trying to make you like them. They're trying to lead you to truth because when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Amen. Is that fair this morning? And, and so, so we want to partner. My goal is it's not to make you the same and have, you know, before long you, you become this mold and you look up and you're like, man, I, I'm not even being true to me. God wants you to be true to the things that he's placed on the inside of you. Are you with me here this morning? And so we decide who we're going to hang out with in community. And, and, and through that process, we want to get to a place. I've told this story before, but the, in the Greek Olympics, they, they, they had a race that was different than all other races. It wasn't the one who completed the finish line the fastest. It was the one that completed the finish line with their torch still lit. And that's our heart. Listen, we're in this journey. We're in this, this progression together. We're, we're learning together. We're trying to find and discover the things that God has for us. But in order to do that, we can't, we can't continually do the same things and expect something different to shift. We can't, we can't just, just be around the same, well, I got my squad. Well, your squad may be holding you back. Listen to me. Maybe you need some new members to your squad. Listen to me. The Bulls had a great squad in the 1990s, right? If you put that same group on the court today, they wouldn't be squat. They got too old, right? They wouldn't be very good. And so listen to me. We got this thing, well, I've had my squad for 30 years. Well, maybe you need to add a few more wrinkles to your squad. Listen to me. Maybe, you need, maybe, maybe we need to get to a point where we do, do a different, uh, where we just start cutting some things out. We start doing some new draft picks. We start getting a little freshness going. That's why I love, I love the, the you know, listening to the young people. Grace did an gr amazing job of hosting this morning. You know, we need to listen to some of that. They have an energy that some of us don't have anymore, right? 
And so you combine the wisdom of the older with the energy of the younger and, and, and watch them flow in their giftings. It makes a tremendous partnership. That's where unity flows. That's where, that's where a generation doing its job. Come on, because you know what's going to happen to the younger generation? They're going to get older too. They think they're not going to get older. How many ever remember? I remember when I was 22, you couldn't have talked me out of doing anything. If you told me I couldn't, I'd do it just to beat you, right? I don't care if it's basketball, football. We could be playing Monopoly, and I'd want to make somebody kill me. That's, that's, that's how intense. Now they bring out the Monopoly board, and I say, I just don't have the energy to sit here anymore. Come on. I'm going to watch Netflix or Hulu or something like that. I'm going to go shoot a deer and track it for 10 hours. That's... And so we, we, we've got to understand we're all in this together. Uh, well, I'm a millennial. Awesome. We're in this together. Well, well, I'm a baby boomer. Awesome. But we're in this together. Well, I'm Generation Z and Q and T and this and that. I mean, we've learned to use the alphabet, have we not? Come on. But we're all in this together. And if we're going in the same direction in unity and not trying to do the same thing in sameness, sameness turns everybody off. Unity draws everybody towards him. And we're all going in the same direction. I believe there'll be moments in our church where people walk in the doors and get healed. I believe during a song or during a moment or during a group, somebody delivered and, and things are happening. We don't want to gather just to gather. There's power when we gather together. And it's in unity moving towards the same direction. And so Pastor Walt's given us the, the mission to connect people with God's purpose. He's given us a vision where people matter to God, so people matter to us. We have a values we live by, and that's not so we can have a nice website. I was looking the other day on the national websites. We were like number 12 in the nation. Maybe 1222, again, I'm evangelist now, right? And so, and that's awesome, but that's not our goal. Our goal, church, is to gather people together to get in relationships so that people will finish the journey. Because I've watched too many people fall away, walk away, and, and not finish the way that God called them to, to finish. And he, he wants us to do that, right? He wants us to be great finishers. Well, you know, I, I've been faithful all these years, so that don't mean, that, that, that's great, but tomorrow's still coming, right? So let, let's not get stirred into what we've done. Let's get, let's get challenged in what we're called to do and going to do. Because as long as there's breath in our body, there's still movement happening in our lives. And so we want, we want to get to the place. Listen to me. It's due to sameness that so many marriages are falling apart. But if I could just make her like me, if I could just make him like me, listen, that's not your calling in life. We're different as night and day. That's okay, but you're going in the same direction. And the things you're not good at, come on, the other one should be good at. And if they're not good at, then find another couple who's better at those things too and fight a little bit to walk out what God's called you to do. I can't work there. They're not like me. I can't, I can't take this job. They're different than I am. That's okay. Listen to me. Be who God called you to be. Receive the connection that he takes place. And don't get caught into this little bitty mindset that says, hey, I can't move forward because I can't find people who are like-minded like me. You be the light. You be the one that makes them want to draw to Jesus. And, and, and it should stir you up. Come on, somebody. And we need those people in our life who help us get to the finish line. I look at those who, who, who've impacted my life. Uh, you know, Rob Carmen, who spent, I spent so much time with as a young man. Uh, Pastor Walt, who gave me a second chance and still believes. You know, you look at, you look at the people ahead of you. My dad, who, who's, who's in heaven today. Who believed in, in me? I, a guy named Kenneth Hyde, when I was 17 years old, that's laying hands on me. And I'm, you know, I'm young and stupid and at the time just young, you know. But he says, this kid's going to pastor. And I'm like, what? No, I'm not. 
I'm going to play football. Come on, the band don't play for pastors. Come on, somebody. I want to make the band play. I don't want to be a pastor. Nobody wants to be around a pastor. And then two years later, God got a hold of me. Come on, at the convention center downtown. Listen to me. Those are people that, that, that you need in your life. You need them speaking into your life who challenge you to do something, to challenge you to go in a different direction, who won't let you settle. And, and, and if you're around people that just in community that cause you to settle, how many of you know there, there's, not, there's just no power in that? You need people in your life who will just say, hey, let's go on this adventure. I remember Dr. Carmen did that years ago in my life. He said, he said, hey, he's talking about all this mission stuff, and I'm like, I want to be a part of that. So he said, you're going? I said, I'm going. And so about three months later, he sent the price of the trip. It was, I don't remember what it was back then, 2,500, 3,500. I'm, I'm 25 years old. Come on, I, I, that was a lot of money in, in my thinking. And so I'm looking at that, and he, I called him. I said, hey, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. But you said you were going. But you said you were going. And I said, yes, sir, I'll be there. I wasn't going to fight him. He's six foot three, and I ain't messing with that. And, and he challenged me, if he'd have been the same as me, to say, I understand, buddy. You just stay home and stay out of faith and don't take this adventure. But, but he challenged me in faith. And I went on that trip, listen to me, and it changed my life. I mean, it, it, it really did. It, it was, there was moments on that that just opened doors for other things. But had I not stepped out and not took the chance, listen to me, I would have just been the same guy that I was talking myself out of the things that God's called me to do. You need people in your life talking you into faith, talking you into the next business, talking you in to starting a church. I believe we have young pastors right here in our church, come on, that are gonna make a difference all over the world. I believe that there are people sitting in here today, you got business in you, you got things in you that God's called you to do. You just need the right people. You need to connect with a Raymond Mesa. You need to connect with a Wayne Barr. You need to connect with somebody who's done, that, done those kind of things, a John Cross, a Frank. Come on, somebody, and step out. It's just a matter of finding people who have the answers. When you know the truth, church, the truth will make you free. If your marriage is jacked up, then find a marriage that's working and let them speak into your life. And then don't argue about it. Anybody ever watch Gordon Ramsay? Oh, I don't watch that stuff. Come on. <laughs> if he says, hey, I need this, what do they say? Yes, chef. God says, hey, I want you to give. Can we talk about this? Come on. I want you to love your neighbor. I can't ever. Can we think about this a minute, Lord? Yes, chef. Yes, Lord. I'm in. Come on, somebody. I'm either all in or all out. There ain't no difference. And so he wants us to be all in. So we should be stirred that when, when God speaks to us and speaks to us through seasoned people, that our response in that whole process is, yes, Lord, come on. I want that in my life. How many of you want a better marriage? How many of you want your kids to serve God and have a better life than you did? How many of you want to impact the neighborhoods and see a, a difference in the world and be a part of world missions? Come on, that ought to excite us this morning. We get to do those things. And, 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 and it's just stir, stirs in me. Listen to number two this morning. We're almost done. We've got to invite wisdom into our decision-making. We've got to invite wisdom into our decision-making. Wisdom is simply this. It means divine insight. It means divine insight. And I asked the band to come back because I believe God wants to do something this morning. Wisdom means divine insight. It's not, it's not something that's based on experience. And there is, there is different experiences you learn in life. I'm talking about spiritually this morning. Divine insight gives you a direction. It doesn't make you hyper-spiritual. It gives you a direction to see something in your life so that you make quality decisions. 
The one thing that we're going to do, all of us, the rest of our life is make decisions. Right? And so we've learned, we've learned, we've got, to, we've got, our life is not our own. We've learned that to deal with the voices inside of us that are not talking us out of God's will. We've learned that unity is not sameness. And we operate in this unity that God has where he puts us all moving in the same direction. And then we're at a place right now where I believe if we'll just invite wisdom in. As a young man, I, 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 you know, I used to read Proverbs and I'd get a hold of the word and, and you know, I'd hear wise preachers say, and all you're getting, get wisdom. If you can attain this, get wisdom. And so it became something that, that, that I just wanted to focus on. I, I, I don't want the hype. I don't want the mess. I don't want all that mess. I want the wisdom of God working in my life so that when I'm in an environment, I have divine insight and I can say the right thing. I can encourage the right way. I can inspire. I can, I can help make a difference. Are you listening to me this morning? A lot of times we, we go around telling people what we think. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about divine insight never takes anybody back to where they came from. Divine insight always moves us toward a direction. And when you ask God to help you in your decision-making, there's some things that he's going to tell you immediately to get rid of. No insecurity. He's going to say, hey, insecurity is not for me. And a lot of times we look at life, listen, God's not bound by our insecurity. If we'll let that down today, and we'll, we'll, we'll throw it out. If I'm going to make a, a divine wisdom decision, then I can't be insecure about it. I'm confident that God is faithful to his word. I'm laying that down today. We, we, we don't operate in confusion. Confusion is, is an aspect of life that we create so that we don't have to deal with the real issues. We don't operate anymore in wisdom. Wisdom can't operate in desperation because desperation creates chaos and it, and, it, and it brings in the confusion. And so there is no desperation. God functions through peace. And then listen to me, in wisdom, there's never any selfishness attached. God, so in your decision-making I'm throwing that out. Hey, I'm not going to operate in insecurity here. I'm not going to operate in confusion here. The Bible says Satan's the author of confusion. I'm not going to operate in any desperation here. I'll wait on you, God. I'll serve you faithful. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes, and it's really powerful, it says, if the tree falls to the, to the south or to the north, there it will lie. That word south, it represents adversity. Or the word north represents adversity. The word south represents God's full abundance. And so it says here, it says, whether I fall in adversity or whether my tree falls to abundance, I know, God, that you're faithful to your word. And I will remain to walk in wisdom. I'll, I'll, I'll stay grounded. I'll stay faithful. And Jesus gave us, listen, I'm speaking to someone this morning. Jesus gave us two ways. There's two things he said in Matthew chapter 7. Two things he said that bring wisdom. Do you want to know what they are? I said, do you want to know what they are this morning? Paul didn't say this. Peter didn't say this. I'm talking about Jesus, the King of Kings, gave two, two, two things in Matthew chapter 7. And this may be something that you've been missing in your life. Listen, I don't want to, I'm not trying to create sameness. I'm trying to, to inspire you to follow the will of God for your life, to get connected. But it's really simple. Jesus said, those that hear my sayings and do my sayings, I will liken to a wise man. And then it says, who built his house on the rock. Who built his house on the rock. Two things, hearing my sayings and doing my sayings. Hearing my voice, following my voice. Hearing my word, 
and acting on my word. Listen, stand to your feet with me this morning. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, things are stirring in me. And the scripture says where two or more are gathered, there he is in our midst. How many of you want a move of God in your life? You want something different in your life? Right there where you're at. Maybe, maybe you've been missing the ingredient of, of dealing with the voices. Maybe you've been, been struggling in this process of finding your life that, hey, I really haven't asked for any wisdom. And God says to you this morning, hey, I want to inspire you to go to a new level. I want to help you go to a new place. I want to help you find your life. And I want to give you divine insight. If you need divine insight into your life, and listen to me, you realize, hey, I haven't been searching for that. I've been searching for something on my own to try to make, make things happen, but I need something divine working in my life. I want you to raise your hand this morning, and you're ready for a change. Listen to me. I'm going to ask you to meet me right here. Come on, step out this morning. I'm going to ask you to meet me right here, and we're going to sing this song, and then we're going to pray and release something into your life this morning. Listen, God has a divine word, a divine moment. And the scripture says that when we know the truth, the truth makes us free. Come on, give them a hand as they come this morning. Lord, stir your people up to a new place. Stir your people up to something different. I believe chains are being broken right now. I believe chains are being broken right now as divine insight. Listen to me, there's something divine. There's a change of mind. When you can change a mind, you can change a heart. And Lord, we declare today, say this with me. Father God, I receive today. I ask you for divine insight. The things in my life that are from you. Maybe there's a, something stirring in your heart. Maybe there's a moment where, where something changed. You could go back and think, things shifted and your life hasn't been the same since. Listen to me. God wants to heal you from those moments. Maybe somebody had words for you that weren't from God. Listen, God wants to heal you from those words today. And so we're, we're, we're making a change towards stability. Stay, stay stability for me this morning. You know, I wrote this down before church. I'm going to say this. I'm going to pray over you. We're going to sing and be done. But listen, God wants to bring stability into your life. And it's amazing to see all you here. Listen, as we sing here in a minute and you're ready for something new and you want to come down, you come. You feel free. You want to do it right there in your seats, however you want to do it. I believe God is stirring us up for something different, for something amazing. And I know it's in the heart of God and I know it's in the heart of our senior pastor. But, but if we want stability and wisdom to work in our lives, listen, I want you to get this. And you go back and watch and get the notes. If you're at home this morning, have a moment right there in your living room. Have a moment on your couch. Have a moment at your table. Just decide today that divine insight, the wisdom of God is going to be the advisor to your future. And the scripture says here are, are just different aspects of scripture for stability. Number one, listen, is the absence of suspicion or resentment. Maybe you're here today and say, I, I, I'm kind of suspicious about this whole deal. Listen to me. Don't be suspicious. That's an inward sign of a lack of trust is all that is. Suspicion gets you nowhere. Faith changes the world. Listen to me. Faith moves the mountain. And so we want to be in a place where absence of suspicion or resentment. Lay you down for a minute. Let God start speaking. So another thought in that is not living in the past. Right there, listen to me. You may make this adjustment of change. The scripture said, if the seed is sown on stony ground, it doesn't take root. God wants to take root. We've got to lay the past aside today. You came up here saying you wanted something different. You came up here saying you wanted a different insight. You wanted divine insight. The past no longer speaks. Come on, somebody. 
Hope is your word for the future. Not wasting time fighting conditions you can't change. Listen, you say, my son's not serving God. Pray, he will serve God. My family's not where it needs to be. Believe God, it will change. Come on. We're trying to fight it. Sometimes it's not that you don't want, you, 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 we don't want them to change. We want them to be like us. Listen to me. They may not be like you. They may be different, okay? They may operate in a different flow, a different way, and that's okay. Listen to them. You let those kids run. You let those kids be who they are, but, let, but believe in God. So don't waste time. Well, if only my husband could change or my wife could change or my boss could change. You just worry about you. Let God speak through you. Let him be the light in your life that brings glory to him, okay? So we're staying, staying involved and connected in moving forward. Pastor, but, but I had this in my past. Move forward, move forward, move forward. Faith is always in forward motion. Pastor Walt says it all the time. Refuse, refuse this is a big one if you're going to change today. Refuse to indulge in self-pity during tough times. Hard one. That's not easy, right? But refuse to indulge in self-pity. Listen, we want divine insight. Well, I just want them to feel sorry for me. I'm sorry they don't. They're going to go to the restaurant this afternoon. They're going to eat. They're not going to think about it. Come on, somebody. I work alone, sister. <laughs> and so we're in this place, listen to me, of divine insight. We're in this place where we realize how self-pity is not where we're headed. Self-pity is not what we won't listen. We're asking God for a fresh word this morning, a fresh movement. Listen to me. We're, we're refusing to indulge in self-pity. Listen to me. And we walk in love honor compassion and loyalty at all times and the reason is church because when we walk out of here we're not asking everybody to be the same we're asking everybody to discover who they are in christ jesus so lift your hands with me father we thank you say this i receive wisdom speak to me lord the things you have for me to see i put all this stuff behind me today is a new beginning today is a new beginning today is a new beginning and I'm going to walk it out in faith. I'm going to trust you with all my heart. I believe you will order my steps. I believe the enemy is defeated. That the angels of God are encamped over me, over my family, over my children, over my church, over my pastors, over the leaders, over my city. And we believe for a moment, a move of God today, a fresh anointing, fresh manna from heaven, something powerful that's bigger than we are and we declare today the enemy is defeated and change is new and change is for tomorrow in Jesus name 